0: I only know one way, that's the Padre way. I'm proud as heck to be a San Diego Padre. I played for one team, I played in one town. Smith is ready. Gwynn waiting to pitch. There's a drive, right center field, base hit there it is! Ho-ho, doctor! You can hang a star on that, baby! A star for the ages for Tony Gwynn,
1: number 3,000! Hey, Blake, would you go on a 5.5 podcast... Yes, indeed. I don't know, man. That's a I don't even know what that is.
0: And welcome back, everybody, to the last 5.5 podcast before ever. opening day. <laughs> yes, the last, the last one ever. The last one ever. We're tired of it. We're tired <laughs> of it. Eat shit, we're done. Uh, but uh, no, the last one is spring training, thank God, which feels like it started last November, Eric.
1: Yeah, seriously, I feel like it's been dragging on forever and ever. And maybe it's just because like we didn't go this year. So yes. I, I feel like every time when we go to spring training, it's like hell yeah, this is the weekend we're going. So I kind of look forward to it and the excitement's building. I don't have that this year. So yeah,
0: you know, I was looking through uh, you know Google Photos. If you have that app, will remind you about pictures you've taken right around the this time. And I think it was uh, two years like two years ago. No, that's the last time we went. Three years ago. Uh, when uh, the potters that photo shoot with all the Mexican players the flag and stuff and I'm thinking wow none of these guys except ornelis is here for now <laughs>
1: yeah
0: <laughs> yeah it's been a while but yes it has been dragging I think part of it is because we're not there um and
1: I think do you think uh, they miss us do you think I know Anderson
0: th- Espinoza doesn't want anything to do with you yeah <laughs>
1: Do you think they think about us?
0: No. You think they notice that we're not there? I don't think anybody notices me, to okay. be honest with you. But uh, That's fair. Yeah, so, yeah, probably accurate. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it, it feels like, I know people get hyped. Like, oh, the game's on, and I'm just like, yeah. I do, like, but. Like, I get excited, you know, to see, like, guys pitch, but after, like, the fifth inning, I'm, I'm pretty much checked out. Like, I don't care to see, uh, what's the backup? There's a backup named Castillo, and then there's, like, uh, uh, yeah, Like, all these guys, I'm like, I don't know who the hell this is. They have no shot of making the roster.
1: Like, Abrams is getting reps with, like, the ace, the A squad. Yeah. And so he's in there for a lot of the times when we want to watch some of these guys. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, what do you stick around in the 8th and ninth inning for? So you can watch Tucapito Marcano get a base hit? Like... I mean that's great. Whoop de doo. Like, yeah, it's great. But I he's, mean he's a while away. you yeah. can watch Robert Hassel yeah. taking that bat, like I like watching that. I mean he's been taking better at bats than Kim. Maybe I, I should have used better players a s an example, but yeah, kind worse of, players you mean? Or worse players. But kind of my point is also like eh, as much as you know we love our pals over at Mad Friars, you know, make sure you go subscribe. This is gonna be the best endorsement ever. At and Mad while you're doing so make and sure you sure, get
0: a cheese and mayo sandwich. And I'm
1: sure I'm gonna get a message from Conif in our group chat. It's hard for me to give a shit about prospects anymore. I'm sorry. Okay? <laughs> like is, yeah. I just am. Like it was this whole kind of work up to where we're at now, it's been exciting because you can see the picture unfolding, but now like it's in front of us. It's it's not coming up, it's right here. We're in it now. Yeah. So as far as what's come down the line, yeah, like I'll pay attention, like the Abrams, of course, Hassel, of course, and to an extent, again, Marcano, which I really should have used worse players for my example, but um, the point is, I don't even know a lot of those those worst players at this point, because I feel like we've been so hyper-focused on the players who are going to help out this year in the next two or three years, which we should, that it doesn't matter as much anymore. Because you're right, once you get to the fourth inning, fifth inning, I'm checked out. Yeah, I'm checked out of the game.
0: I don't give a shit about and, and, and I'm sorry if I pronounced it wrong, but if you don't like it, just be better and be a major leaguer. Goske, Kato, Kato, <laughs> I don't give two flying
1: fucks about that guy. I don't want to watch him hit. I don't care. Um, very hateful towards our Asian prospect. <laughs> not even. That's just, uh, not
0: just him. What's the other guy's name? Uh, <laughs> Castillo, I think. And they have some other outfielders. This is a very squeaky chair, by the way. No. Yeah. Um. I just. I don't care. And you're right. There's a select number of prospects. Marcano. You know. I don't. I don't see where he would play. Like Abrams. He's
1: looked look good though. He has.
0: He has looked good. Like I'm more interested in like Onya, right? Because that's yeah. like he's going to be a next guy up type of guy. Um. O'Grady. Uh, Mr. Iron Glove out there in center yesterday in 4th. But, like, uh, O'Grady, Abrams, Hassel, even though he's probably a few years away, just because it's interesting to see him play. It's amazing how good of at-bats he has for a guy who's not actually played competitively (laughs) at a professional level yet. But, um, you know, Weathers, those are the guys I want to see. Like, give me the real, like, the top five guys that, like, we're probably going to see. Campusano technically, is still, I mean, he's had one at-bat. He's technically still a prospect, like. But if those guys aren't in the game, like, and Abrams has been coming in late, but other than those guys, like, I don't care about yeah. any of the other guys they have out there, to be honest with you. And I think because yeah, I think you're right, because we know um, that this is going to be a really good team, and the storylines of oh, who's going to start at second? Who's going to take the shortstop job? Who's going to take the third spot in the rotation in the bullpen? Like, we already pretty much know, barring injury knock on wood. Yeah. Like we pretty much know what the roster is supposed to look like. So spring training isn't as exciting anymore. Like let's just get the season over on with.
1: Yeah, like you think about it. Last year, there's the excitement of you know where the team was. I think yeah. everyone kind of knew that it was going to be how well not exactly how it turned out, but we knew that we were going <laughs> to we be, be fix things. We were yeah. going to be good. So like that was exciting. And then you look at 2019. It's like oh shit. Like is Paddock going to make the roster? Is Tatis going to make the roster? And there was that excitement. But now it's like hey, uh, are we going to keep O'Grady or Mateo? <laughs> it's like snooze fest at this point, <laughs> right? Like I, I don't I don't care. It's no. hard to care. Like show me Machado's at bats show me Tatis is at bats I think another thing why people aren't as excited about spring training is it's kind of underwhelming the the schedule on tv yeah <laughs> that was kind of underwhelming and I just I don't know why it doesn't sit right with me that I have to tune into the Giants feed to watch the Potter game oh you poor man or like oh hey you can watch the Giants feed or we're gonna stream from a single camera and have the radio broadcast like I it's listen to the Cubs announcers yeah maybe they'll
0: put Bob Brenly on next yeah
1: so it's it's kind of been a drag. I think everyone is ready is ready for the season to start. Uh, Fan wise, as far as the team and how they're looking, I mean, there's some injuries that have happened here recently. Yeah, so.
0: they've been getting marred by injuries, unfortunately. And uh, I don't care how good you are, you know, if uh, if you guys got guys dropping like flies, it really kills, you know, your depth. And the Padres actually looked like they were going to have a lot of depth, but you see how quickly that's challenged. Thankfully, they have two, they have basically three. Two starting catchers and a really good backup in Caratini. Nola goes down. He's probably not going to be ready for opening day. Um, I know that he probably wants to be out there, and he's been, I guess, catching. Like, he can do catching drills, and he's fine, but they don't know how he's going to be able to grip the bat. Uh, But thankfully, we have Caratini. um, And then they have Campusano, who I'm just saying, I'm just thinking, like, let Campusano run out there until Nola comes back, just to give him a taste. I
1: think that kind of underrated Caratini. Because I, I looked at his numbers, I'm like, he's he's not that bad. He's really not. He's no, not. He's a, he's a really good pickup. Like, the catching tandems have been shit for us. That's been a main topic of our podcast for yeah, but, but the last
0: couple years. The Campusano moves his glove, Eric, before
1: <laughs> oh, uh, the pitcher God. releases the ball. Yeah, don't With give me a start on that. Jesus Yeah, Campusano has
0: that weird thing where he does he moves the target. And yeah, stuff,
1: so, so now you look at it, it's like, oh, well, Nola Nola's hurt, but we have Campusano, we have Caratini. Uh, we have a solid catching core. Yeah, we have, so. we're deep,
0: and they had that. They signed some other backup. I don't know who it is. It's like the Hector Sanchez type. You know, he's like he's clearly there. It's like an emergency in the event somebody gets hurt. But yeah, catching, I think we're fine. Um, pitching and the infield, I think is where it gets really. I think the infield is where it gets really interesting. Pitching is where it's kind of scary. Now we heard Pomeranz is out, and they're doing the old tried and true rest and relax. Which means we won't Hasn't, see failed him. <laughs> Hasn't failed
1: us yet. Hasn't failed us yet. I have full faith.
0: We won't faith. see him till 2023.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it's only a forearm strain. I know, right? Come no on, no big
0: deal. No big deal. Yeah. Um, but you know, Pomeranz is out. But you know, they they have other guys like Pagans looked really good this spring. Um, John, they stuffed Johnson in there, and and uh, the guy that they picked up, I think he's just a minor league deal with an invite to camp, was uh. Uh, Keone Kayla, who I think is going to make the team. Oh no, okay. I don't think there's a question I, about it. I, I don't know why they even signed him a minor league deal. I was like, see, they signed him. I'm like, well, he's going to make the team. He's got to be one of your top three relievers, easy. Yeah, thank there's God no question. they signed him. Yeah, good old Killer Kela. And besides, when they get into a bench fight with the Dodgers, I can't wait for them to knock <laughs> Trevor
1: Bauer out. So he um, might actually have a shank yeah, on him. Yeah. <laughs> I, w- I would be it's a, scared. It's a
0: shaved edge baseball. Yeah. I would
1: be scared shitless. I'll tell you what. (laughs) Hiding in the rosin bag. That is one guy I wouldn't want to fuck with. (laughs) No, him or
0: Amir Garrett. Like the two guys I would not want to mess with. Yeah. As far as pitchers go. But, um, Lamette, uh, Lamette's been hurt. I mean, he hasn't been hurt, right? They never really said he's hurt. He's just not
1: ready. Yeah, he's just
0: nowhere near ready. Like, he hasn't thrown at all, which I didn't, I expected him to be pitching. To be honest with you, I did not expect that he was going to be, uh, I guess you get that baby. Slow but, played. Yeah, slow play. A very slow bird getting him out. He's supposed to start on Wednesday. Um, but, uh, which leaves that five spot in the roster open. We always run thought they were going to run with a six-man rotation, but um, Lamette starting Wednesday. Nowhere. He's not going to be ready for next week. No shot. So, who do you got, Eric? Who's on the depth chart in the starting rotation? And well, you got as a number five starter,
1: you know, I, I had assumed that Lamette was going to be healthy also based yes. off. I mean, they I feel like when he first got there, there is like, hey, we're just going to approach this like, you know, any normal thing. And then he throws a couple bullpens It's like, well, we're going to slow play. He's not ready yet. And then, well, okay, he'll pitch in the last week. Of Three weeks train. later. Yeah, like he'll he'll pitch for the first time uh, this Wednesday in a couple days. And he's only going to throw one inning. So we're really slow playing it. But it just really kind of speaks to the depth that is going to be needed this year. Like, you look at the five starter. Uh, I mean, you look at the rotation as is. So you have Darvish, Snell, Musgrove. After that, I mean, Paddock, right? You put Paddock in the four, I feel like, by default. But for that fifth starter, I I don't see how you can choose anyone but Morahone right now. 100% you agree. You look like you obviously spring stats they don't mean nearly as much, but if you watch the games and you watch him pitch, he just I, I can't explain it. He just looks different. He, he, does. he looks more he looks a lot more composed and it's almost like he expects like I don't know, man. It sounds so it sounds very very EVT of me to say this, well, but yeah. I feel like he finally believes that he belongs there. Whereas before, it was like, oh, hey, you know, I'm going to do what I can. But you look at him out there, he just looks composed as shit. He looks like he actually has a plan that he's trying to execute. And when it doesn't go well, he hasn't lost his mind so far. He's, uh... he's. I, matured- I don't see how you can't give the five spot. I agree, 100%. Mm-hmm.
0: He's matured a lot. Yeah. Since, when did we... 2019, I think was his debut year, right? We came up... Uh, it was basically just the opener. So he has matured a ton. I I feel like we said this last year when he came back up from the alternate site that he had looked a lot better. He didn't get rattled as much when he missed calls or when he would get hit around or he missed pitches and whatnot. So um, I 100% agree. I think uh, for a couple reasons. Number one, he's closer. He's already been up in the big leagues. This is going to be his third season where he's going to get big league time. Um, He's been in the system longer than Gormweathers. Weathers. I think he's closer... None of them are close to finished product. But I think he's closer to a finished product uh, than the other two. Uh, and he just looks ready. I think his time is now. I think he thinks his time is now. So I would agree. But I still think they're going to have to carry somebody else. Well, it's, because I think he's going to make the roster no
1: matter what. Well, yeah, no, no kidding. But it's kind of like... All of the other pitchers, and I read an AC article today. What? So I actually read what? an article you, today. It was about...
0: Did you even read the article? It later? was
1: about the uh, about kind of the workload for pitchers and how it's gone from... Uh, what? It was a 60-game season, so that's how many starts. 12? 12, uh, 12 13 starts, starts at the most. Yeah, for a five-man rotation. So they're, these starting pitchers are going to be asked to go from about 60-ish innings to ramp it back up to 160 to 180 and that's yeah. just not going to happen. No. So you look at uh you look at the arms, you look at the main guys up top and they pitched a full season of uh, in 2019 2020 they didn't. They're down to 60 innings and then they're asked to be ramped back up but Morahone has just been on a level kind of playing that whole time. Yeah. So it's not like he knows what it's like to be totally ramped up and then next season have his workload diminish. He's been on this path for the last, yeah. you know, ever since he got called up here. So uh, this is normal to him. This is status quo. And, you know, at this point, I don't feel like he has the pressure to go 150 innings because no one does. So if, I mean, give him the five spot until he gives it up. I agree. hundred Because who else are you going to put there?
0: Weathers? I like Weathers, but I don't think he's ready. I would actually, I would be okay but with see, Weathers. But see, I do,
1: making, I do think Weathers is ready.
0: I would be okay with him making the roster as like the six-man slash opener slash long reliever. Um, we hate the Cardinals broadcast, and we hate ESPN for sucking the Cardinals off, but the way that they typically break in pitchers works in that they bring up young guys, and they use them out of the bullpen and long relief spots. The Potters tried doing it with Patino last year, which I was cool with. I think if you bring Weathers up in that spot, because he's pretty close. If you think you're going to challenge him more and get him better, number one, you get him on the Major League roster with the Major League coaches and the Major League information. Um, and number two, if you think he's good enough where you can challenge him that way but use him out of the pen where you can pick and choose your spots to use him, I think that's a good idea. I think, I, like As much as I think Gore is going to be the best of the three lefties, um, to me he's third on the list as far as coming up. I think he's got the most – progress to make. Weathers looks polished, his stuff looks good, he's throwing hard, he's in shape, Um, and I think having him as like an extra lefty wipeout out of the bullpen um, that can give you a couple of innings every time out a couple times a week, I think that would work really well for them.
1: Yeah, but then there's part of me, because I I agree, I mean if you look at it and you just kind of look at in a vacuum, as you'd say, with Gore he should be starting games down in the minors. Absolutely. But you look at it at the same time as, hey, if these arms have uh, maybe 100 innings, tops, do you want to use some of those innings down in El Paso? Because I'm not sure. Because with all the questions that we have about the rotation, you're going to need quality arms later in the season. So do I want to use those 100 innings that he has? Do I want to use that in El Paso? Or do I want to save that in the tank for the end of this season?
0: I would not it's, be It's surprised. interesting to
1: see what their approach will be.
0: It, it is, and I think because the first week, I think they can get away with using just five starters. It's the second week where it really turns into like a marathon. Um, I would be interested to see if they go with like a six-man rotation, and they just say, you know, we're going to give it to Weathers, and we'll just piggyback him. Hope he gives us three to five, and then we can piggyback the rest of the way through. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a team that ran Nick Margaviches out there. Yeah. <laughs> so so I'm all for uh, whether he's getting a shot. Um, the thing with Gore, I think it's, you know, we've heard from several people, um, you know, that have sources inside the organization that they don't view Gore as somebody who can come out of the bullpen. For whatever reason, that stuff doesn't play out of the bullpen the same way or uh maybe maybe it's just how he's wired he doesn't play out of the bullpen because I think if they could have they would have put they would have brought him up over weathers in the playoffs last year uh but there was some he hasn't looked great either to be honest with you. Uh, in the little bit I've seen him, his mechanics have looked a little off. Uh, he's
1: like feast or famine.
0: Yeah, basically. like someday, like sometimes he'll throw like a, he'll have like a run of like five pitches he'll throw and he just looks amazing. Yeah, and then he has the next at bat and he just all over the place. Can't, he looks like Morrohun did it, you know, a couple yeah, years ago, where that's it's good like, point. man, this guy looks great, and then the next guy he's just walking him, you know, and he, he can't find the strike zone. So I did still think he has some stuff that he can iron out. Uh, Weathers does have mechanically is like a more repeatable delivery. Uh, I don't think he's the athlete that Gore is. I don't think he has a ceiling, but... He's a sneaky athlete. He is. He's sneaky athletic, yeah. He can move. He can move for a big boy.
1: I love how, by the way... <laughs> I love how, by the way, you're like, oh, yeah, we know people who have spoke to people that heard something that, you know, Gore might be viewed more as a starter, and they're not going to relieve it. Or you could just say, well, Dennis Lynn has written that in The Athletic. Oh, Kevin Acey know. has written that yeah. on Twitter. A.J. Fassabelle said that on Twitter. As
0: it, number one, my athletic subscription has lapsed. Oh. Number two, I never read these. Oh, you
1: know, we talk to people that know people. We don't, first of all. <laughs> not in the capacity to make it sound like. <laughs> And yeah, all these fucking outlets. Oh, hey, as I speculated, guys, they view Padres' view gore as a starter. Wow. Half the
0: 20 people that are tuning in right now just tuned out because you (laughs) ruined it. Now we're no longer insiders. Thanks a lot.
1: Yeah. Um, That's why we get voted fourth place in the Padre Obsessed West. poll. That's why we get it. And that other poll in the reader that we lost. Yeah. yeah We're always obviously. losing the kept faith. Yeah. That's yeah. Right. Whether it's stoners on the reader or <laughs> check marks retweeting the polls for them. Cheaters. How many votes
0: from uh, Tijuana Greyhounds did we get in that uh, <laughs> in that reader poll?
1: Yeah. Not enough votes from TJ. Thank yeah. You.
0: Nonetheless. I'm sorry. I'll try to work on that later. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I do think Weathers, uh, Weathers has uh, the inside track. He up. just looks... He looks polished. He dude. looks really polished. I mean, that you know, it's funny. I was thinking about this the other day when you mentioned you wanted a pod, uh, and I almost told you no. Uh, but I was thinking of like, remember when we drafted Weathers? We did a show. We were doing a re- we were recording a show live, uh, or as the draft was going on live. So we we responded to uh, to the live reaction of uh, of Weathers getting picked. And we thought they were going to pick uh, what it, Matthew uh, Libitor, Yeah. who's now, I think, in the Rays organization. No, 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 no. He's in the Cardinals organization. Yep. But I was like, Weathers, why did they I thought that go Libator Because he seemed to be like the consensus top high school lefty, yada, yada, yada. And they went with Weathers and were like, I don't know. He's kind of, he looks kind of chunky. Like he doesn't throw as yeah. hard. He doesn't seem to have the same stuff. Lo and behold, I don't, think, I don't know if Libitor, I have no idea what's going on in Cardinal land. But I don't know if Libitor is ready, but... Weather's had a nice showing in the playoffs and he's looked good pretty much all spring. And but also he, looked, he looks like he could make the roster.
1: Yeah, I mean he really does and I wouldn't hate if they used him exactly as what you yeah. said, but and then you look at it and it's like hey, he's never pitched above Fort Wayne outside of that playoff appearance last year, so it's kind of like you know, is that a player that you're like, well, you know what? To hell with all of the traditional developing of our players. We yeah. need to win right now. Is that a guy that you feel comfortable sacrificing that potential development for? See, I don't
0: think you're sacrificing. I've always been a proponent that it's easier. I, I, I use the term lightly. It's less difficult for a pitcher to come up to the major leagues and adjust to hitters um, than it is for hitters to come up and adjust to major league pitching. Maybe because if you got good to great stuff... You can get by. It's kind of like, you know, it's like, you know, if you give a, a raw athlete, you know, and throw him in a sport, he can get by just on raw athleticism and, and pure talent, just pure God given talent. I feel like that plays up for pitchers, uh, especially if batters haven't seen him. We saw Weathers in, against the Dodgers. That lineup was stacked and he looked fine. Yeah. Um, but I think it, it plays different for hitters where it's more difficult for them. So I, I would not be surprised if he didn't necessarily need much if any innings at double a or if that they didn't think he needed the time in double a where they can just kind of pick and choose how they use him. This is also a team that ran all kinds of rule five draft guys out there pitching. So like I said, I think if they view him that he's not missing much, they can get him with the major league coaching staff um, where they can get him the data that he needs directly, the coaching he needs directly. Uh, and they think it's going to challenge him, but not hurt his development. I could see him making the team.
1: Yeah, I, I have to admit, man, I'm wrong a lot, but I was very very wrong. wrong. We were very wrong, very
0: wrong on good old Ryan Weathers. On Ryan Weathers, Weathers man. Yeah. When
1: they, when I, my first look at him, I'm like, dude. <laughs> like, <laughs> I thought he, like he's chubby, and I'm like, well, I, not that I have room to talk, but like he's literally he's chubby. Like the dude's simping over his high school girlfriend all over <laughs> Twitter. Every word he types is capitalized. I was like, I hate this guy. I, I absolutely hate it, <laughs> but. uh I was wrong, man. I was wrong. Dude, we, it actually looks wrong. like he's a bulldog. Damn, yeah. like he's out there. He doesn't care who's in the batter's box. Yeah, like he's, not faced. he's not phased. He's not faced like I think uh if you include that playoff appearance last year, uh Cody Bellinger's like 0 for 3 with 3 Ks. Like he just yeah. annihilated. Oh, he made him look
0: bad the other day. Yeah, he got him with the old sword. Yeah, he doesn't yeah. care.
1: So part, I'm like, man, Ryan Weather's I was wrong. Homeboy, yeah. I was wrong because 100%. Yeah, I mean he he might be that guy that it, you know, I hope he is and you know, who knows? Because it's, it's really kind of up in the air. Everything depends on how the season turns out, for, how they're playing, how they're playing coming out of the gate. It depends on who's hurt and who's not hurt. And I think we're going to see a lot of guys get their chances. But for me, it kind of goes back to maybe uh, maybe I should say I care more about prospects, or at least I should, because you look at their rotation, you look at the guys, you kind of look at who are the fringe guys. But like for me, it's like uh, you go... Mora is kind of there uh, at the end. You look at Gore. You look at Weathers as far as pos- possible starters that can fill in if needed. And then for me, it's kind of like, who else? Yeah. Like, Baez, probably not. Baez hasn't looked great. Louis Perdomo's no it, longer I with know the it's spring, but yeah, it's like at that point, who comes in? Who eats yeah. those innings? Because we're going to need innings eaten this year. Yeah. So. Yeah,
0: yeah they, they're they really. And, and don't get me wrong, it's good to have, you know, those three guys. But I, I cannot believe that you know we hate to say but like
1: we have brett kennedy come up and start some games for us god
0: please brian Tomko, what's he up to yeah but i mean i think they've been babying lamette for a reason and i'm not holding out hope that he's going to stay healthy for the whole season or that Mm -hmm. they're not going to try to save those bullets for later on um
1: there could, there's also going to be situations where we could be perfect health, we could be playing well and they might just say hey, you know what? We're going to skip a start for yeah. Blake Snell this go around. So we need fill in XYZ yeah. from uh, El Paso. Like uh, that's yeah. a very real possibility this year. I'm
0: trying to think like I can't even think of the guys who they who they have because they've traded you know, not they haven't traded anybody great. Other than Patino, they really haven't traded anybody yeah. that would hurt you. But they did. That's the thing when you make these will and deal moves, you you kill your depth. Yeah, pass your
1: top guys. But, it'd be nice to have Quantrill here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it'd
0: be real nice to have Cal. Yeah, handsome it would. Cal. It
1: would.
0: But uh I think they're going to be fine in the long run because they have you know Gore is close. In worst case scenario, if you have to put him, it's like Patino last year. You know they don't have anybody else. He's the next guy up. He's the best guy available, and also they still have enough to make trades. You know they still have they enough do. depth where you know if in June if June rolls around,
1: a lot of teams think they have a, tr- a chance right now though.
0: Yes, right now um, I I think they have enough depth with Morahone and Weathers seemingly Morahone's ready. I think, uh, but with weather, Weathers on the cusp and Gore probably not far behind. Um, I think they're fine to make it work for the first few months because their top three is going to be. Right there with anybody. Yeah. Uh, Musgrove has looked excellent. Like his breaking stuff. He's fun is, to watch, man. Huh? Yeah. He's, his stuff is nasty. So I think their top three is going to be fine. More, uh, you know, Lamed, it's really going to depend on, you know, how healthy he is and how much they're going to let him unleash. Like, I would not blame them if they said, hey, we're not really going to let you go deep into games. We're going to save that till the second half when, you know, we know we're going to be in it, uh, especially August and September. We're really going to be making a push. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd be okay with them kind of, you know, short leashing him. But, um, you know, Paddock, I know you had a bad start. The we last need
1: this up. guy, man. Yeah, he, We need this Come he's, on. He
0: seemed to look a little bit better. I don't know. Like, again, it's spring training, so you want to take it with a grain of salt, but you want to be yeah, optimistic. Yeah, but then he
1: misses his spots with his fastball. Yeah, you know, <laughs> he got, like, come he got on, lit man. up against
0: the uh, the Cubs, right? Was it the Cubs? Yes. Yeah, so he got beat. But I think that's his worst outing so far in the other three or four he's had. He's looked uh, pretty good. He has embraced the analytics, so... I don't know, but like
1: we don't even need him to be great. We just need him to be steady. Be durable and serviceable. Yeah.
0: You know, go That's out all. there, give us six innings, give up three runs and get
1: out. Yeah. Maybe he'll have a little bit of the like we always said, hey, if Myers isn't the best hitter on the team, then he's probably going to be better than he is now. Yeah. Maybe that's how Paddock is. He yeah. even said in that in that uh, in-game interview like when I first came up there's a pre- a lot of pressure to be the guy, you know, but now I'm surrounded by guys like Darvish Snell and Musgrove and I don't have to be the guy. Yeah. So maybe maybe that kind of like the cowboy the mentality, the executioner, yeah. whatever he calls himself. <laughs> Maybe a, maybe a little bit of that can take the back seat, and it's not going to be as prevalent. I mean, he's still gonna get hyped, but, um, you know, I, I hope some of the pressure being taken off is gonna help him succeed because we need him badly, yeah, and very I badly,
0: and I don't think that his rookie year was a facade. I do really believe that his fastball flat, you know, flattening out like a two seamer was killed. Cause his changeup was fine. I do think him trying to. You know, create more topspin and stay on top of the ball uh, to throw darts uh, like he did as a rookie. I think there's going to be some tangible improvement, Um, and I do think that you know the pressure of that. Yeah, he's still going to go out there with that mentality that he had, the the mentality, Eric, the game of baseball. But he's going to go out there with you know the idea I'm you know the sheriff gimmick and all that. I think he's going to still do all that stuff. Um, But I think the idea that he's not the only guy. You know, it's not win day when he takes the mound anymore. You know, because that's what it was in 2019. It was win day yep. when he went out there. We had to win because we didn't have anybody else. It's lament. not
1: that we had to win; yeah. we expected to win. Yeah, we, well, we, we and
0: we can still expect to win. But the thing is, we can expect to win on all five days now. We're not just saying, "Okay, thank God." Like he's not the stopper anymore. Right? I remember Mark Grant used to bring that up, like about PV. Like PV's the stopper. You know, if you're in a if you're in a grind and you're losing and everything seems to be spiraling out of control, good old Jake's going to come out. He's going to throw a gem and you guys are going to win and you're going to get you know you're going to get out of that that rut.
1: Yeah.
0: Um he doesn't have to be that anymore because now they legitimately have four guys who are better than him that can be that. So now he's just a part of a great rotation. He's not the heart of the rotation anymore. Yeah. Um so hopefully that'll help. And I do think he took serious you know the criticism of we know for oh, sure. Yeah. He took the criticism seriously. Yeah. Um, no question. As far as uh you know how 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 uh, poorly he pitched last year and there's that maturity level of, hey, you know, I didn't really pay attention to these numbers, but I realized how helpful they can be in, in making me a better pitcher. So uh, I still don't like the curveball. I think it's garbage. I've been saying that since he started throwing it in Elsinore. But, yeah, if he can spot his fastball and throw his changeup, he'll be fine.
1: Yeah, he worked in a cutter uh, this last outing. So, yeah. I mean, who knows? I mean, that last outing wasn't anything to talk about, so I don't know if
0: I would have told anybody that. <laughs> so to
1: wrap up our starting uh, – pitching uh, discussion here, uh, we'll kind of tie in a a question from Padre's uh, Twitter segment that I put out there from Actus Reyes, at Hosmer Sidepiece, our beloved Menci. He says, of the three young lefties, Gore, Weathers, and Morajone, which one will have the most success this year, and why is it Weathers?
0: Because Weathers will be out of the bullpen pitching in small sample sizes. So you do think it will be Weathers. Uh, I don't know if it'll be more success. I think I think it depends on how you define success. I think is gonna get the. Oh, whole
1: everyone thing. knows that you define success by F War and F War only. <laughs> if I've learned anything from scrolling Twitter as much as I do, well, it's F War or bust. That's how you determine success. Well, and nothing else. Well, if that do you the case. hear me? <laughs> nothing else. <laughs> All that matters is F War. Excuse me, I'm or so I've been told. Sorry, I'm being a a nerd bitch. And I apologize. <laughs> apologize
0: to uh, Devin, Tor- Devin's tortilla mask. But, uh, I, I mean, as far as... I I, I think Morhones going to get the bulk of the innings. Like, I would not be surprised to see him clear 100, 120 innings. Maybe more, depending on how well he does. I don't think Weathers or Gore... Weathers or Gore might combine to get that many innings. But because it's such a smaller sample, and I think he'll be working out of the bullpen 90% of the time. I'm probably going to be wrong when we do the uh, the look-back show. Yeah. But- <laughs> But uh I think um I think whether I think they'll both have a bigger impact, but we're gonna Morahone will be a more valuable impact because of how many innings he's eating, but uh Weathers will be the more noticeable one because he's gonna be the one probably coming into big spots, you know, middle or late in the game where he's gotta clean up a mess coming in the fifth or sixth inning and try to get it to the back end of the pen. Um I don't know, man. It's
1: hard for me to choose. You said coming in big spots. Yes. <laughs> 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 That's what uh, she said. ha. <laughs> Um I'm gonna go Morahone, dude. I have a lot of faith in Morahone. I right do now. too. I don't know if it's the marijuana's I injected pre show or not. <laughs> pre show? But Excuse uh, me. I, I have a lot of faith in Morahone. I think this is finally gonna be the year. That breakout year that we've been waiting for. Just give me How old is he? Twenty two? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Oh man. Um, but dude, just give me a hundred innings. Like yeah, I I, think I would be 100, so happy with the hundred innings out of Morahone. But will we get that? Who knows? I hope so. We'll I, see. And I think he, you know, we have I mean, we've had countless conversations with uh, with the
0: uh, the mayonnaise connoisseur John Conniff, about you know how personal Morahone takes his performance and how hard he used to take it when he would struggle um, or when he'd get hurt. He would really, you know, I don't want to say oversell it, but he, you know, it, it would it would be a, a a task to get him you know on the mound, get him healthy, and then keep him focused. Um, and not take everything so hard, right? And uh, it would be amazing for him to finally realize that he's here, he's established, he's good, it's his time now to, to shine and break out. I think he needs it. Yeah. Because he's been in this organization now, let's say 16, 17, 18, 20, six years. I mean, he's been in the organization six years. You know, he doesn't look like he's going to have to, I don't want to say earn the spot, but it's like it's not like he needs to prove that he's a major leaguer. I think it's fairly clear at this point. It's proving not that he's a, just a major leaguer, but that he's one of the best arms they got. So very interested to see. I hope it's Really, I really hope it's both. It's a it's a good problem to have.
1: Yeah, an embarrassment of riches. Yes, an is what we have.
0: Speaking of an embarrassment of riches, Eric, we're going to talk about other depth spots. We have an embarrassment of second baseman.
1: Morahone's never thrown more than sixty-five innings in a year. Well, by the way. Well,
0: so. somebody get Melanie on it and yeah. uh, get us to a hundred.
1: Yeah, or get or get her off of it. <laughs> yes, so the guy can last longer <laughs> on the mound. I can't Please. blame him, Eric.
0: I can't blame him. Have you seen the Instagram stories? Oh, you haven't. I'm sorry. No, I have not.
1: <laughs> so, with uh, what were you saying about second baseman? I said we have Son a... Of a bitch.
0: <laughs> I said we have a glut of uh, a glut of uh, second base options uh, going over. Well, I'd argue we really only have like two options, but. Uh, Nonetheless, second base is probably the one position um, where I think you just throw something at a dartboard and see who it lands on. Because right now, number one, C.J. Abrams is yeah. trying his damnedest to to make this roster. I didn't know this kid had this much pop.
1: Yeah, me neither. He,
0: he is trying. I mean, he's going yard the out I know it's Arizona, but I don't care who you are. i still got to square it up. Yep. Um, He's trying his damnedest to make the roster. He has absolutely no shot. No, there's unless no he way. Fi- unless they start running him out in center field, which I'm shocked they have it. He has no shot. Yeah. So right now it's between Profar, who's now playing center field, because our only center fielder in the entire organization is hurt. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, uh, but it's between Profar, uh, Cronenworth, and Kim. And of those three options, uh, I'm ready to DFA Kim and uh, cancel my order on DHK. <laughs>
1: <laughs> wow. Okay, so first it was Cato. Right? Oh, he had to no. shit on. Oh, no. And now we have Kim, who you're ready to DFA. Yeah. Can we cut this shit out? What's your problem? What's your fucking Just problem? Just having a bad day, Eric. Jesus. Just having a bad day. God. Yeah, so what do you think about Kim? A lot of people are actually legitimately oh, yeah. giving up on him. He looks overmatched. He's not hitting well. He... A lot of people are giving up already. What are your thoughts about Kim? My him? thoughts are he basically... Are you worried about Kim? No, I'm not worried. No, I, I think uh,
0: I, we have to look at his numbers in context. He played in the KBO, right? Which is probably, probably on average, probably double-A talent at most. You know, And with some triple-A, 4A guys. And probably a guy like him who is, you know, a, a major league an everyday major leaguer, which he's looked great defensively. Yeah. I mean, he made a really nice play at third. Like he looks really good defensively. So I think he's a major leaguer just based on the glove. Um he also is really good at bats. He doesn't seem to chase pitches. He has a good idea of what he's doing up there. He just looks like overmatched trying to re pitches and catch up to the fastball, particularly the heater inside. I don't think that's something that's unfixable. I think um, it might be a problem. His swing with,
1: looks a little long. It does look a
0: little long. Um, he does not look, uh, he looks very slow on the leg kick to like, get moving. So, I, honestly, I think I think he's going to be fine in the long run. He's not going to hit 30 home runs at the major league level. I just, I can't see him being the KBO guy. But I don't think we ever, I personally never expected that. I expected a solid you know, guy who draws walks, hits line drives, maybe 20, 30 doubles a year, um, and bouncing around the infield. Um like I said, I like the plate. I like the played approach. I like the defense a lot. Um, apparently, to start taking some some uh, reps in the outfield, yeah. uh, which I think is smart in his case, trying to avoid minor league baseball.
1: Yeah. Um, Does he have a guarantee that he has to be put onto the roster? No, no, no because
0: he's. Uh, I think he works the same way as any, like he any international player. Like, well, I, the, I he, I thought thought the thing, Gawa, who they signed. I thought similarly. the thing
1: was that he signed here because the Padres guaranteed that he would be. On the major, maybe they meant the forty. I don't. Yeah, probably I don't know. the
0: forty-man roster. I would imagine. I think. Uh, well, he said he signed here because he wanted to win. Well, I mean that too. But I'm sure. I mean, at this point, they might run him out there for a month just to kind of let him fall on his face, uh, and, or just see, like maybe it's just an adjustment period. But um, I, I, I don't think you can. I don't think you can give up on him. I think that's silly. But no. I don't. I don't think you can. You can put him on the major, like the twenty-five-man roster tomorrow. Uh, if, if you had to, you know, if, if we're like, if we we're doing this pod a week from now and you sell, you, oh, what do you think? Should you be on the roster? My answer would be absolutely not. Like he he needs, I think he needs to go down to triple a, um, and just work on some things. You know, I think he'll be up eventually. Um, you and I kind of feel the same way about Cronenworth. We like Cronenworth a lot, but I don't buy Cronenworth as an everyday guy. I think Cronenworth is pretty much close to his ceiling. Cause he's like 30, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know, but I like Cronenworth. Kind of gives you the same thing that Kim gives you. He can play all over the, he can bounce all over the infield. He's amazing at first base, uh, especially given what uh, we have to compare him to. Um, But I like Cronenworth because he bounces all over the field uh, and he's a contact line drive hitter. I think that's what that's what Kim uh, could also be modeled into or molded into. But I think Kim needs more time to adjust to the level of pitching over here. so I, I would I would not give up on him. I do think eventually he'll be a dec- a solid major leaguer. Uh, but I would definitely start him in like AAA or AA.
1: I think a lot of people are they they. They forget that these guys are like actual human beings yeah. that happen to be baseball players, and I'm guilty of that too. But you never. But guilty. you you look at Kim and like he's coming over. Imagine the culture shock. Number one to come over here and go straight to Arizona <laughs> first and foremost. <laughs> so he's like he's in some place that he doesn't fucking recognize. Uh, he's not comfortable there. He can't be. I'm sure he's living out of a hotel, which a lot of these guys are probably yeah. in the spring. But you think of everything that he's kind of going through right now, trying to get settled, trying to um, build connections with your teammates when you don't really communicate with yeah where communication is is difficult so there's a lot of things going on for him right now what i'm what i'm interested in for him is um he's let's see since 20 he became a regular in the kbo in 2015 he's 19 years old and ever since then ever since then he played seven seasons he's raped he's never struggled he has not struggled since he's 26 now he, he he's 25. Okay. He's 25. So if you look, he has never struggled he's as a professional
0: than I, than I thought he was
1: ever. Yeah. So what I'm interested to see is how he takes this failure that he's been experiencing so far and applies it. Is he going to be, is he going to be a guy that's, that's dejected when he gets sent to El Paso? Because I think at this point you have to start him in El Paso. Like yeah. you can't, I feel like it's hard to justify a roster spot for him at this point point how he's looked but you know is he going to take that failure and kind of that disappointment and kind of channel that into getting better in El Paso I think he is you you look at it; it's not um I don't think it's ever going to be a confidence issue with him because uh, yeah. he came here knowing that he didn't have a guaranteed starting everyday spot because yeah. he wants to win. So he's not a guy that shies away from competition. He's not a guy that has confidence issues. He just needs to get his timing down. Like yeah. you can do that in El Paso. And by the way, hit tanks in El Paso <laughs> all day. So that can't hurt the confidence at all. But, you know, I, I think having him start in El Paso would be huge for the young man. But you look at it and what they're going to have a, a delay in the start of the season yeah, as well. That's, so that's, that kind of messes with it too, with the yeah, timing. That's why I could see them opening. But like uh, like you mentioned, oh, um maybe run him out there for a month and let him fall on his face. I don't I don't like that approach at all. I don't either, but I can't I mean you bring you bring up a good point in that,
0: you know, what else are you going to do with him? Because he needs reps. I yeah. mean really that's really what it comes down to. He's not getting, you know, he they're not playing every single day either. And that's the other thing too is that he might be playing and getting three at bats, maybe four at bats, and then he goes and sits down for a day or two, or maybe gets a couple at bats later. And I know they're hitting in the backfields, and you know they have minor league. Uh, actually, I don't even know if they they have. Minor, yeah, they do have minor league games right now going on um, in the backfields. But he needs reps. I mean, really, that's that's what it comes down to. I think yeah. he'll be fine. I don't know if he'll ever truly be able to handle the inside fastball, you know, in in the way that he could do it in the KBO, but. He needs reps, so I could see them saying, know, look, we don't want to send him down because if we do, there's no he's just going to be playing against you know a complex ball." And you know, yeah, it's it's the minor leagues technically, but it's no different than when guys were playing at the alternate site. Where you're just are getting... they
1: going to have an alternate site at the beginning of the season? I would imagine. What are they going to do with the minor league guys? Yeah, because they have well, minor they'll be and... in spring. They'll be in spring yeah, training. Yeah, because so they I... get started. I don't think they've started yet. Um, they gotta be playing games back there, I would imagine. Well, I think after they delayed the season, they're waiting for them for the Padre players to clear out for yeah. COVID protocols. Everything's weird right I now. I think
0: what I I have no idea for those who have been to spring training. Um, maybe you can let me know, but I, I feel like they're still having games on the
1: backfields. Um, well, I'm glad you feel that way. I, I feel like it, was, <laughs> but I don't think they are yet. I, I don't. I
0: don't, I don't I have no idea. I have no idea, to be honest with you.
1: Okay. I, I have no clue. I would not be surprised. So we'll say that they'll have some sort of quasi alternate yeah, complex, size. like complex ball. Yeah, to where yeah. these guys can stay fresh, and maybe that's where they figure out the timing issue. Maybe that's yeah. where they kind of shorten his his stroke a little bit. So, yeah. but my thing is, is that if you do that, like, what
0: what do you think is better for him? Like, right that. Do you think it's better for him to come up and get a month's worth of? Because you're gonna, God knows how long Grisham's gonna be out, and you're gonna, you know, they're gonna have after the first week like 20 games straight or something. You're gonna have time to sit him or to, you know, get other guys at bats. Um, fan's gonna need days off. Myers will need days off. I hope Hosmer needs some days off. <laughs> um, you know, so he'll have the. He, do you think it's better for him to go down and possibly? I mean, sit let's say they don't have any complex league games and, you know, maybe they have, like, the alternate side, but, like, is that better to go face guys who are, like, ranging from, like, rookie ball or who've never played a professional game, hassle, uh, to, you know, to maybe AAA or 4A guys? Um, Is that better than just getting reps in the major league, seeing if he can make the adjustment after a month, and then making a decision from there? Because I feel like if I had to choose... Maybe
1: give him a taste, like, hey, this is what you're working for? Yeah, yeah.
0: You know, if I had to choose... But I don't think he needs that. I don't think he needs it either, but I think it's if I had to choose which one, I would rather him playing be playing against legitimate competition, trying to make the adjustment, and then when the option to send him to AAA presents itself because the season's starting, if he has not made the adjustment or it doesn't look like he's coming out of it right, like it doesn't look like you know, the stat cast numbers aren't there, he's swinging and missing a lot, etc. He's striking out a lot. He's not drawing any walks. Um, I think you make the decision there, but I would rather him make the roster and get the reps that he needs. And then get option down when that becomes an option, he can actually play in competitive games as opposed to um, keeping him at the you know spring training site playing against you know all you know all kinds of different guys. You know they 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 ran some guy yesterday, said something Ruda Ben Ruda or you know whoever those guys yeah. are. You know I, I don't think there's I don't think there's anything to be had there other than just working on timing, which he can do on the major league club even if you limit his at bats, he can still get reps in and work out and get, again, Major League coaching staff, the Major League data team can help him out. Um, so, I, I honestly, I think he's going to make the roster. Right now, if I'm picking and choosing, you know, Cronenworth is my starting second baseman. Really, it's Abrams, but he has no shot
1: in hell. <laughs> I'm okay with Cronenworth having the everyday yeah. spot. Yeah, I think Cronenworth – I'll go out on a limb and say, yeah, I'm yeah. cool with that.
0: I think he deserves – I mean, he, he deserves it. He's playing well um, – you know, he's doing better than Kim. I don't think he's at that point where he's got an adjustment period. I think he is what he is. Um, I think you can platoon him with Profar, assuming that Profar doesn't have to play center field much longer. Um, the other bench spot that I want to get into is, uh, who are we taking? O'Grady
1: or Mateo? Because I'm ready to slingshot Mateo into the sun. <laughs> um, I don't know, man. Do you, will you have to make that decision? I think so. Is another question. I who knows? So. Maybe Grisham is hurt. If Grisham's hurt. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's you might not have to decide between the two of them. Uh, personally, I like that uh, Mateo could, if you needed him to, play short and second. Yeah, O'Grady can't. I mean, but you got three guys that can do I know. that already. I know, four I'm just, really, I know, but I'm just saying. Um, O'Grady considers himself a center fielder from what he said on our beloved Ben Woods I consider myself then. So he considers himself a center fielder, so he can play center. Mm, uh, it's tough. I yeah. mean, you can go either way. But at the end of the day, uh, neither one of them are some big impact players. See, I think O'Grady can hit. He can hit. The thing is, I think O'Grady can hit. But, if but some- Mateo gives you that speed. If they do the runner on second at the end of the game, I mean, it might be like, hey, you're keeping this guy solely around for something that might happen three or four times during the season. Well, yeah. Sometimes had that, that one or two yeah. instances where it comes through and it actually works that can make the difference of seeding, of who wins the West, where you go. Yeah, every game counts, dude. So The thing uh, that I that I think
0: works against Mateo is that he doesn't do anything that they don't already have guys that can already do. Right? Like Cronenworth, Profar, Tatis, and Machado can all play the infield. We know that – I mean, Profar came up as a shortstop. You probably don't want him there. Um, Cronenworth looked pretty good last year at shortstop. Kim can also play shortstop. So they yeah. got five guys who can bounce around the infield if need be. do we – We have two shortstops on the left side. That's our starting infield. True. And then we have Kim and Cronenworth, who can both play all over the place. We've seen Kim at second, short, and third. He's going to take reps in the outfield. We know Cronenworth can play those positions, plus first base. Uh, We know Profar can play second and third, because we saw him there last year. Um, Mateo has not played the infield for the Padres, I don't think, his entire career here, in the short time he's been here. Um, Yes, O'Grady can't play the infield, but he does play first base. He does play center. And fuck it, he can hit. Give me the guy that can hit. I don't care if he can't play in infield. We have enough infielders. We have no outfield depth. Yeah. You know, I mean, if Fam goes down again, you know, from freak injury or he has issues with his elbow or, you know, whatever, whatever, he, you know, he ran into a wall, I think
1: yesterday. Yeah. He and did. looked a little, yeah. You know, but c- then he went yard twice today. <laughs> yeah.
0: But I'm saying is that if he gets hurt, like, I think last year we got lucky that Profar played so well. Um but if he gets hurt and Grisham is hurt or Grisham is off to a slow start because he's missed a lot of time, you know, our outfield depth really takes a really takes a hit. And that's where a guy like O'Grady comes in because I'm not that, like, speed kills, but Mateo can't get on base. And, like, Grady, O'Grady can at least hit. If you throw him something over the middle of the plate, he's going to hammer it. And he can play left and right and center and first. That's good enough for me. We have more than enough infielders uh, and more than enough guys that are fast. Like, Cronenworth isn't slow. Tatis is fast. Um, you know, Fam is fast. I believe uh, John Conniff sent up some sprint numbers. And Pham and Myers are two of the fastest guys on the team. Grisham is the fastest guy in a straight line up the first baseline. Uh, so they have enough speed. Like, Mateo just doesn't bring... He is the typical uh, pre-2020 Padres, like, he's going to make the club and get a lot of reps. right? Like, Bud Black would love Jorge Mateo. No question. He's He's scrappy. He's uh, other than he's really young and maybe he needs to be benched for a month to learn the speed of the game. But he's scrappy, he's a contact oriented hitter who's not gonna drive the ball, uh, and he's really fast and you can kinda plug him in everywhere. He's like he's like Alexi Amarista, but with talent. Um But I just don't feel like a 2021 Padres team that has kind of you know, players that, you know, can do all that. Like Cronenworth can do all that, but he can hit. Uh Grisham can do all that, but he can hit. Fam can do all that, but he can hit. Uh Kim can do all that. We don't know if he can hit yet. But he can do all that and not hit, and he's on a you know major league uh, major league contract. So I just feel like uh, O'Grady's like, hey, here's a left-handed bat off the bench that can play uh, corner outfield, first base, and if we need him out there in center, and he can hit. I feel like that that outplays what Mateo can do, which is literally just run. That's his only. That's the only thing he can do is run.
1: Well, I have to say, at the beginning, I said, mm, well, maybe we should have Mateo in there, but now I'm convinced it has to be O'Grady. Wow, I For, thought you were
0: going to swerve me and say it must be Mateo.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, you're right. O'Grady hits. Wow. O'Grady, O'Grady he raked, Oh, dude. He raked. So, yeah. I mean, having that guy Swing come off the bench. Swing in the old bench, if, if you need a big spot and you need a dong, you know, hey. And at the end of the day... All that matters to me is content, and it's great content. The Ben and Woods, the Irish God bit. Almighty, that it's is fantastic. my favorite bit. It's 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 very very great. So at the end of the day, yes, that that also plays a huge role. Uh, as far as bits, we have the Padre Twitter bit. Yay! Ready. Coming up on the end of the podcast here, which I'm fully, I fully think that people like Corey Stewart when they listen to this podcast. He goes straight to around the 45-minute mark cause that's, <laughs> that's usually when it is. He's. Uh, I think of everyone. He likes the the voicemail bit the most. So there were a couple questions in the Padres Twitter thread that people actually responded to uh, on the actual thread on Twitter at uh, MiserableSDFan, uh, King of Padres Twitter. Yeah, you know, as you guys <laughs> as you guys are well aware, um, but some people commented on that. But a lot of you left voicemails. A lot of voicemails that I do definitely want to get to. And but probably uh, not
0: Alex's voicemail.
1: Um. You know, I don't have his number oh. in in my uh in my phone here so it doesn't pop up but what i will say is judging by the people that i do have in my contacts if they uh, their numbers actually show up uh looks like we have a couple heavy hitters in our voicemail inbox today so uh let's get the first one going here and see what we got hey guys devin here mlb insider at lemon uh twitter handle titties underscore junior formerly at atf blow me <laughs> formerly at Junior, one word, formerly at QVLV, formerly <laughs> at Kirby Elvis, formerly at Isis Disliker, formerly at Lover of Shrimp. Okay, so I had a quick question. So I haven't watched any spring training games uh, because I'm not a serial killer. So I was wondering, does Chris Paddock still suck? Shit. Like, I heard he sucks still. So if you guys could just kind of fill me in on that, um, I would appreciate it. <laughs> oh, man. Man, him listing off his uh, formerly was longer than his... <laughs> this is question. <laughs> Here are all my
0: names, this name, that name. And uh, by the way, is Chris Paddock still suck? I'll take my answer off air. Bye.
1: Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it's pretty debatable. <laughs> yeah, that he's uh, not any good. Thank you. Son of a bitch. God damn, that's funny. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, I saw there was a little bit of uh, debate today in regards to Chris Paddock between Devin and uh, a few other people were getting into it, and uh, one of our beloved... Uh, they were not definitely too much treading writing. on
0: each other, let me tell you.
1: Yeah, he was uh, upset that Paddock was being labeled basically as a racist. <laughs> Because of I love Twitter. because of some uh, some posts, so yeah, it was funny. I saw the in between between him, uh, Mency and Devin, and I'm like, oh, this is interesting. So um, yeah, I, I thought that was a kind of a fun thing to follow along with, and it's kind of like I I like Tommy a lot, but I kind of laughed when I was like, okay, so like we're talking, he's talking like actually directly to uh, the people that <laughs> bullied Pete Alonso off of Twitter. <laughs> ISIS jokes and 9/11 memes, but we draw the line at suggesting that Trump or Trump that Paddock may be QAnon. That's no, no, no. We don't take that. We cannot suggest that uh, Paddock may be Trump. But hey, 9/11 memes, <laughs> fucking ISIS bits are a free game. So I, I thought that was I thought that was pretty uh pretty fun to follow along to So I got yes. another one here. Hang on.
0: Hey Eric. Hey Danny. No i don't give a fuck about uh spring spring training but um i just hope you guys have a great day you know uh, i really love you all and uh yeah that's from your uh your favorite lesson um but yeah fuck spring training um uh, yeah
1: thanks <laughs> okay <laughs> hi eric and danny love you guys i don't give a fuck about spring training Thank you. Yeah, well, That's that's uh, very much appreciated. Yeah, to be
0: honest with you, we don't either. <laughs> yeah. We only really give a shit about spring training one week out of the year. Or one week out of the fucking 12, or seemingly 52, or 26 weeks it's on. Yeah, but uh, that
1: kind of ties into one of the questions that uh, was submitted on the Potter's Twitter thread by our beloved uh, Vladimir Ridley, human scum. Human scum! Online, he's no longer Vladimir human Ridley. scum, but to yeah. me... He's always Always. human scum in our hearts. He asks if he's the only one that doesn't really pay attention or doesn't really care about spring training this year. And I'm, dude, everything. I am right there with you, man. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. It's not nearly as intriguing, but I, I do think mostly it comes down to the television issue for me. And that also brings up another point is. Opening day is next Thursday, so Fox Sports San Diego is turning into Bally Sports <laughs> on March 31st. <laughs> Did you see that? So March 31st, yeah. the day before the start. So my thinking is, obviously, they're not on YouTube TV, and they're not no. going to be based off no. the back and forth that we've seen. They're not going to be, but right you now... You should it Peace the Padres tweeted out. Right now, yeah. So right now, I'm using my uh in-laws cox login cox.net and i'm sitting there and i'm like well there's the fox sports go app. god i had the
0: same question i know exactly what you're gonna ask is it
1: gonna now be the Bally? do i have to download a new app or is it still gonna be it's not fox sports go so my my thinking is you're coming over for the game next week right yes so my thinking is what if i'm over here trying to watch opening day and i'm like shit i don't have the right app how am i gonna watch this I think that has potential to be a shit show. Yeah, that, yeah. I, I gotta
0: figure that out. I was thinking the same thing, because when I saw it, I feel like it was, uh, it wasn't yesterday, it was whatever game they had on before yesterday's game. I actually saw it on Twitter, it like, oh, what do you think about the Bally's name? I'm like, what the fuck are these guys talking yeah. about? Are they Are opening a Bally's gym? Yeah. What the hell? Number <laughs> one, Bally's is still around? Yeah. And then, uh, I see the commercial, fuck Sports San Diego's now Bally's Sports. What? Yeah. What the hell? And then the next day I thought, I'm like, Fuck. Does Bally's have their own channel? Does my dad carry it on his Cox cable package? Yeah, <laughs> because I use his login to use the, spot, the, the Fox Sports Go app on my uh, Roku. I, I don't know. I saw somebody on Twitter. I can't. I'm sorry if you're listening and I, I can't cite it, but uh, I saw when I saw that uh, and found out about the whole Bally's thing before I saw the the uh, uh, the commercial on the on the app that apparently allegedly they're doing it to get away from the whole Fox News thing. Um, so I'm hoping that they're just uh, they're just doing it to kind of rebrand, but nothing's really changing. It's just a rebrand because you're right. That could potentially be a huge shit show if we can't figure out by yeah. the time the first pitch is on. You know what the hell is? Going I haven't
1: on. seen it anywhere, and they may have addressed that. And if not, I mean, what are you waiting well, on? Yeah. Like, it's it's going to be awful, man. It's... They're busy doing hit pieces on fucking YouTube yeah. TV. Yeah, it's <laughs> really going to be awful. All right, so we got another voicemail in here. Let's see. Hey, guys. Dan Blunt here. Blunt DJ 25. Hey, Eric, I want to let you know that your favorite usher uh, has redesigned his position as of this morning. Oh, work conflicts wasn't going to work out this year for... Uh, The household, so I am no longer an official GSR captain for the San Diego Padres. Wanted to break it here with you, man, because you're one of my favorite followers. Thanks, brother. Danny? Keep That guy in line, thanks, guys. Have a good show.
0: <laughs> well, if you've ever seen Dan. an American person, you know a straight line is not uh, Eric's <laughs> forte.
1: Oh, man, that's uh, that's crazy. So, Dan Blunt, you've seen, I'm sure you've seen him on Twitter. Um, Dan was the guest, was it guest service representative captain? Yes, he the first time I met him was at the uh, fourth inning meetup, and he's you know, one of the ushers that are telling people, Hey, don't go down yet, there's a pitch <laughs> being thrown. <laughs> yeah. So, He's sitting Thank there. Did God's work? Let me tell you. Yeah. So here's what happened. He came over to me and he's like, "Hey, are you miserable SD fan?" And I'm like, "Oh." You get God. that a
0: lot, I notice.
1: Yeah. And I'm like, "Yeah." Like, what's up? And he's like, "Oh, hey, I'm Dan." And I, I thought he was coming over to tell me to keep it down because that's what those guys always do. Yes. Um, but it turns out I was like, "Hey, this guy's cool." This, you know, uh, Dan was Dan was awesome. And the coolest thing that happened with Dan, and you know, maybe I shouldn't be telling this story publicly, but I'm I'm gonna say it because he's gone now from that position. So I was at a game one time. Time, screaming cheering so loud and then some old guy boomer happens to turn around and he goes and tells dan hey you need to tell that guy to keep it down he's way too loud so he told he told on me basically and dan's like oh that guy and he pointed at me and the guy gets, the guy's like yeah you need to tell him to keep it down and dan grabs him by the collar and like pulls him up to his face. And is like, you see that motherfucker right there? That's the king of Padres Twitter. Oh God, you play. old piece of shit! Sit the fuck down. Better yet, get Dude, out of here.
0: He kicked him out.
1: He kicked him out of the stadium. Wow. Gave me his two premier club seats, and he ordered food for me on that guy's credit card. <laughs> That's the kind of service that you don't get anywhere else, That's man. That's why man's probably still paying that tab off. Yeah, you don't get that anywhere else. <laughs> and uh, none of that happened. But I'll miss seeing you at the ballpark, yeah. <laughs> I'll miss seeing you out there, pal. Oh, God. Yeah, that but... That's uh... great. I wish it did happen. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's another one.
0: Hey, guys, it's Taxaw, And I uh, just wanted to say welcome back after the long break. Uh, we new media folk need to stick together.
1: <laughs> I invite a retweet. (laughs) He said, I invite a retweet. (laughs) Thank you, Hacksaw. You know, us new media folk, we, we have to stick together.
0: How many words did he misspell when he was reading that, I wonder?
1: Yeah, he he left an off air poll that I don't feel comfortable even reading on here. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh yeah, new media has to stick together. You know, old media that what do they do? Every 2 minutes they have commercials. That's why everyone says, "Hey, fuck old media. We're all about new media. Fuck the radio." The radio's dying. Radio's been dying. Like no one cares, right? Like you of course you tune in to listen to Ben and Woods on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3. the fan from Monday through Friday, five AM to nine AM. But after that's but other over than that, yeah. But after that's over. You sticking around from twelve to three? Yeah. Fuck no. I'm not good. Fuck c- no. Yeah. You stick around from three to seven? Nope. Radio's dying. Old media is dying. That's why you people are coming to new media. That's why you get guys like Dave and Jeff, and you get us.
0: <laughs>
1: You're welcome. I'm drinking. Water you're very welcome here's the next one it's kind of a long one but i'll, I'll play hey guys i uh, just wanted to
0: get your take on the vaccine and see if you guys were gonna get that or what your thoughts were um uh, got my first shot last week and uh it wasn't too bad arm was a little sore for about a day uh, you
1: know, the government knows where I'm at all, all times. <laughs> I get free Wi-Fi everywhere I go. That's pretty cool. So, you know, shout out to Supreme leader Biden for that. Um, yeah. Oh, I, you know, the only real setback is, uh, I do have, it's kind of like
0: Tourette's now. I just will like randomly start boarding the pledge of allegiance and I, there's nothing I can do about it, but, um, you know, they said, that's just kind of the price
1: you got to pay. Happy to do it though. Soy boy for life. <laughs> um, yeah, just wanted to see what you guys thought of that. Thanks. Make sure you listen to Ben and Woods, San Diego's number one sports station, ninety-seven. De- I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America, the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible,
0: liberty and justice. <laughs> 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 was I was like, come
1: where is <laughs> <laughs> Wow. So uh, yeah, how do you feel about the vaccine? Uh, oh, you mean I forgot to? And and did it give you Tourette's? I forgot to post
0: my vaccine card. I got. Uh... It's not
1: gonna work. Yeah. You're fucked now. Yeah. You're gonna need three doses. Yeah. Because you didn't post the well, card. They clearly knew I was Hispanic uh, when <laughs> I was uh,
0: signing up. I did get my first shot, but they're like, "Oh, give him the shot that ends in an A."
1: Yeah. He's
0: Hispanic. So I got yeah. the Moderna shot. Uh, now, for those that don't know. Uh, they th- put the uh, Scento over yeah, there. Moderna. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they put Mexderna, actually. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for those that don't know, uh, my daughter goes to school in the Vista District through no fault of my own. And uh, they have been pretty much full-time, 8 to 2, uh, Monday through Friday, since October 21st. Uh, they closed down the week uh, after Thanksgiving because a kid had, in the school had tested positive. And then two week- a week later... Uh, another kid in her class test positive. a week after that, I got the <laughs> coronavirus <laughs> as did my daughter who you would never know was sick. She went from like hundred miles an hour to about 200. Uh, but I got it. So, uh, apparently if you've had the virus before, when you get the uh, vaccine, uh, you get a lot of the symptoms back. So I got the virus. I was whatever on Wednesday. I was fine when I got it. Thursday, my arm was sore. Uh, I was extremely exhausted. I felt like a steamroller went over my back. I was uh, clammy, sweaty, and had the chills all at the same time. Absolutely miserable. And so for about three days, I felt like absolute shit. And I was wondering if they actually gave me Moderna or if they gave me like Tapatio or something else because I just felt awful.
1: Well, that's a ringing endorsement for the vaccine, folks. So go Uh, and get it. Make sure you protect yourself. I would do it again. But, uh,
0: yeah, yeah, I felt... uh, I felt like shit, and damn it! I knew I forgot to post my damn vaccine card.
1: Yep, you fucked up, man. You really fucked up. Uh, Yeah, I I happened to get the vaccine on the same day. Guess what? We didn't jump the line. We're just fat. All right?
0: (laughs) I walked in with the smallest compression Nike Dry Fit I had with my stomach hanging out the bottom asking, where's my vaccine?
1: Yep, exactly. So uh, what I'm really hoping, there's this guy, dude, that listens to the pod. I don't know if he listens. Actually, yeah, he does listen to the podcast and uh, DMs me, responds to uh, comments on our podcast and stuff. And he uh, was shitting on us. Uh, like he was just sending me all kinds of stuff because he could tell that we were wearing masks, and he's one of those dudes that oh no you you know the type uh, his name's like lying dog face pony soldier on Twitter, <laughs> so I've been getting messages from this loser uh comments responding to shit so why, i why I he hope he's listening? listening, and I hope he's very, very upset. That both of us got vaccinated. What's so. his... Lying? What? I Dude, I don't feel like looking up. It's it's some stupid shit, but uh, yeah, I, I hope that he's very happy, but yes, I did get vaccinated and uh, no, I do not have Tourette's from... I didn't... You had really bad symptoms. Me, the next day, I had a little bit of a dull headache until like noon and then it was all gone, so... Uh, yeah, let's see. There's a couple more on here that, uh, kind of look like they are like mm, in the 30, 25 to 30 second range, but, uh, I, it says transcription not available, which usually means that you can't hear shit. So I'm not going to play it. So if it's yours and I didn't play your message today, sorry, sorry, but the sound was probably shit, but it looks like we have one more in the cans. So let's see.
0: Hey, what's up, fellas? Uh, Michael here. Hey, uh, uh, Mr. Padres fan, I just want to let you know, I just noticed the banner pick on your Twitter page, <laughs> and uh, tonight should be a good one. Let's go, Padres, and uh, let's go, East County, and
1: uh, let's go, Trevonese. Here's the best writer in San Diego. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Paddock. Yeah, wow. Michael Paddock. Wow. Leaving a uh, leaving a voicemail. Thank you so very much for that. Uh, did you see the interaction that Michael yes. Paddock and I had? Yes, I saw that He liked
0: uh He liked it. He uh, he told Chris not to cry in front of the Mexicans.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I put out there said we get to watch Chris Paddock throw baseballs today. Hashtag blessed. Of course he liked it. So you know he's going out there looking for tweets that say Chris Paddock. Oh yeah. So he liked that, and then uh, he said something. He's like, oh ha ha, I just. Noticed, I just noticed your <laughs> banner pick, which honestly I forgot was there. And then I was like, Wait, what is he talking? And then I looked at it and I started laughing my ass off because it's a scene with the subtitles from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood where uh he tells him, Who does he t- is it Da Vinci to Prit to um that or DiCaprio? Yeah, is yeah, it yeah. DiCaprio to Prit? It's, it's Pitt's to and Pitt to DiCaprio. Okay, he says, Uh don't cry in front of the Mexicans. Yeah. And I photoshopped yeah, the Paddock put, Brothers. Put these on. Put these yeah. on. Don't
0: cry in front of the Mexicans.
1: Yeah, I put the Paddock Brothers on there. And uh, <laughs> so he saw it. And you know, dude, you know that he takes that and he sends it to Chris. Oh, yeah. He has to, right? I wonder so. if Chris
0: shows it to Tatis. And so.
1: Well, I'm sure Judd has seen it. Oh, right? absolutely. Judd yeah. sees all. Yeah. I think
0: Judd might be QN on, actually, now that I think about it. He's like Padres Twitter QN. Yeah,
1: who knows? Who knows? So, uh, I think that'll do it here. Um, As far as next week, so what are you thinking for next week? Do you want to record after the game?
0: Uh, Well, I might have my kid here, so not really.
1: Uh, I mean, my kid will be here.
0: Yeah, but, you know, my kid talks and, like, runs around and asks me a bunch of dumb questions.
1: Well, just, she can watch Austin. That's true. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Uh, yeah, we could do a... Lock him outside. Yeah. Or we, we'll go
1: outside and watch it. I'll we'll put up, the TV here, go outside. rocks. Yeah. yeah, lock him in here. So... You know what? Kelsey will be home. She will. Yeah. yeah around that Never time. Never mind. Then. Yeah, let's, let's, let's...
0: Uh, Yeah, our uh, former uh, studio announcer who has yeah. uh, since left, selfishly left the podcast <laughs> to uh to focus on she always Bus.
1: She always says that I fired her. And, you know, I was listening to old, uh, old episodes. Yeah, be episodes. careful with that.
0: She might file a, an FMLA lawsuit for firing her while pregnant.
1: Yes, yeah, I was looking, <laughs> I was listening to some old episodes just to try to find stupid shit that we said, and I found a lot, and I'm going to compile it one day, but, oh. um, I was listening, I, I forgot for a minute that we had her doing the intros.
0: Yeah. Yeah, she, as soon as she mentioned she was pregnant, she suddenly stopped working here, and, uh, I don't know if that was a mutual decision, or if our... PR team or HR team decided to uh, part ways, but uh, yeah. Yeah, as far as I'm concerned, she just chose motherhood over the five point five podcast, and uh, yeah, I appreciate it.
1: Yeah, you know, I I, I couldn't afford the uh, the contract there, so we'll put it at that. Um, so yeah, we'll say tentatively now. We're yeah. not going to record Monday, uh, but we are going to record Thursday. Uh, plans for the season? Do you want to go weekly? Do you want to go weekly until we get tired of it, and then go bi-weekly? Remember. People count on new media. People are counting on us. You
0: know, I thought about it. I was like, are we going to do... Bi-weekly worked really well, but it's also a short season. Yeah. Um. Let's see how long we can go. going weekly. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go from there. We'll start weekly yeah. and go from there. Okay. Maybe not always on Mondays, though. We'll, we'll see. Yeah.
1: Well, well, you'll get it when you get it.
0: Yeah. That's how it works.
1: And you'll be thankful for it. Grateful.
0: Like, yep. Just like my sex life. I get it when I can. Thank you. We'll see you
1: guys next time. We're out of here.